Welcome everyone once again to the Rosh Chodesh special, the opportunity at the beginning of a new month, a new fresh energy as we've mentioned so many times. Rosh Chodesh is a new, a new newness, the beginning of a new opportunity for growth, the ability to come in touch with a new depth, something with inside of ourselves. And Be'ezus Hashem, we're looking forward this month, such an auspicious time of the year. Not just a new beginning, it's Elul leading up to Yerech HaYisonim, the month of Tishrei filled, Rosh Hashanah, Zeres Yom Tshuva, Yom Kippur, Sukkis, Shemin Yatzeres, Simchas Torah, Hashanah Rabbah. And Elul is the, the pathway that brings us into this special time of year, into Tishrei and all the Yom Toivim, the special uplifting time. So perhaps to speak tonight a little bit about the power, the unique and special opportunity of Chodesh Elul. We're all familiar, we know, Elul is the time of tshuva, the time of returning, coming back to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the famous Rashi Tevis, although there are many other ones also brought down, but the famous, the most famous, the Pasuk of Ani L'doidi, L'doidi Li. We are to our beloved HaKadosh Baruch Hu, L'doidi Li, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu so too is back to us in a way of depth of connection. It's tshuva to come back, to reconnect, to rebuild this relationship. You know, there was a famous expression that they used to say in Europe, um, or I think even 20, 30 years ago in America, in Eretz Yisrael, that when they bench Rosh Chodesh Elul, even the fish in the ocean are trembling. Even the fish in the ocean are trembling. Coming forward is Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, the Yom Adin, where Kodesh Baruch Hu is Yoshev, Al Kisem Al and he goes through every single human being, not only Eden, every single human being is judged if his actions has decided everything for the upcoming year. Literally, every aspect of our life is hanging in the balance on Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. And there was the sense of awe called in English, Yomim Neiroyim, awesome days, the days of awe. There was a sense of awe at this upcoming time, this awesome upcoming time. And there's a recognition <laughs> that even the fish, so to say, were trembling. The whole world is, is going to be decreed what's going to be for the whole following year. And, and, and it's an auspicious time of judgment. But I believe... I heard many years ago from Rebbe Zriel Tauber, and I think many of us relate to this idea. Rebbe Zriel Tauber said in a generation that's growing up with bumper stickers that say, no fear, you're not going to get people to be from because of Yeres Ha'inish. You're not going to scare people into being from. It's a reality around us. People are not afraid, so to say, of... Uh, consequences of their actions enough. Now, there's two ways to look at this. There's two ways to perceive this. One way is Chaval, the older generations. When I was a kid, that's how it was given over to us. It used to be, remember the famous story that in whichever city in Europe, when they said 
by benching, and people fainted. It was so the ladies and the nashim, you know. So one way to look at what's happening is that look, look where we are. People used to be able to feel and appreciate Yom Nerayim. And today we don't have that sense of dread like the earlier generations, like our Zadis and Bubbies used to have. But I believe there's another way to understand this also. So to say, are we, are we choosing? Is this what we're doing? This on purpose? We choose to not be afraid? This somehow the world, the environment we're growing up in, why did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do this to us? And to me, really, it's poshit, it's obvious that it's as the history continues and Kalal Yisrael's avoid is always evolving to reach for higher and new madrigas of understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu's goodness and other Abba. In today's dar, we're coming to a point where what does work for us is, so to say, what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, a higher madrega. It's the Kesher of Ahava, Kesher of love. Fear doesn't work, like as Rebbe Zeril Tabar Zegatzadik Lebracha tells us. So what does work? Ahava. Connection, love. We're in dark that's looking to feel the beauty of our relationship with Hashem. To feel a joy and a happiness. You know, in a simple way, you could use this muscle. It's, it's so obvious. When a couple gets married, What's the ultimate gift of marriage? What's, let's say, say the words this way, what makes the marriage successful? Why do, what does the husband want out of his marriage? Is it that he should have someone to wash his laundry and make him supper? That, that's why. Is the wife happy to get married because she could have somebody who goes out to work from early morning to late at night and he brings her home a paycheck so she could have a car and... And buy nice clothing? Is, is that like the goal of what we're getting married for? And obviously then I would, like, let, let's say, the money part doesn't work so work out so well. Or let's say the wife um, is not feeling so well. She's expecting a baby, she's nursing, I don't know, and, and she's not able to take care of the house. So then, like, what did I get married for? Ke'ilu? The ultimate purpose, the ultimate the etzem, not even the ultimate, the etzem mahus of what it truly is, is relationship. Is a kesher between two people that learn to appreciate each other, respect each other, see the good in each other, be happy together with each other, understand each other, support each other, be there for each other. Sometimes when we go through something, we need to share it to get it off our chest. And there's somebody that truly cares, that understands how I feel about this and is there for me. The ultimate goal is the joy of the Kesher, not being alone. We spoke in the month of Av about Echa Yashva the pain of loneliness. And so too, this is true about Yiddishkeit. In all of our Torah and mitzvahs, what are we looking for? The goal of a healthy Yid. No one Yid is going to be Makayim. Everything perfectly. It's impossible. What we're looking for is the Kesher of a relationship. The unity of being together with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as the Ramchal says, the purpose of the world was to give good, and the greatest good is not the beautiful Shefa that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is being mashpia us, beautiful homes, Baruch Hashem, and beautiful cars, and so much plenty, delicious food to eat. That's not the ultimate. The ultimate is through getting from Him all these wonderful things. We have the opportunity to feel our connection with Him, to feel His love for us. Rahman al if somebody 
a couple, a husband gets upset, speaks sharply to his spouse, maybe hurts her feelings, chas v'shalom. What, what does he lose? What's the, what's the consequence of that? Now what? Though, now she's not going to make him suffer tonight because she's going to be upset, she's going to be hurt. He won't have like fresh, clean, folded socks in his drawer tomorrow morning when he has to get dressed to go to work or to yeshiva to learn. What's, what's, the, what's the ultimate like consequence? What do you lose? You lose that you create a distance between, between each other. You lose that kesher. You lose that closeness. The ultimate punishment is not anything external. The ultimate punishment is that what the muhus, what it's supposed to be, is weakened. And the same thing is true in our Kesha with Hashem Yisbarach. When a Yid does a chayt, when a Yid does something, he goes against the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rahman al-Itzlan, the, the punishments that can be, which really are all dear out of chesed, to be masakein, to fix what we broke. It's not like, oh, you didn't listen to me, so now you get punished. It's, it's fixing something. It's tikkun. It's to recreate to put things back in the place that they are supposed to be. But all disease, car accident, misfortunes, all these things are secondary. The Iker, the Iker pain that the Chait is goyrim is the Richok from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, is the distance from Hashem Yisbarach. That's the worst thing that it does. The worst, the, the gift that we get for being a good spouse is that we have a better relationship. The punishment that we get for being not a good spouse to each other is that we weaken the depth and the beauty of our relationship. And so true, so too, it is true between us and Hashem Yisbarach. The ultimate gift we get out of being an Erlich is feeling the joy, the delight, the simcha, the pleasure of being, basking in the light of Hashem's presence and feeling Hashem's love for us. And the ultimate loss that's caused by Chatoyim is the distance that's created that we feel further away, that we can't bask in the light of Hashem to the ultimate amount. If we look at Elul, we know that Elul is the beginning of a 40-day process with ends on Yom Kippur. Elul was the Tkufa, the last 40 days when Shorabenu went up to Arsinai for three Tkufas of 40 days. He went up originally on Shavuos came down to Shabbos of Atamas, the first 40 and broke the Luchos. He went back up again the next day and stayed for 40 till Erev Rosh Elul that HaKadosh Baruch Hu agreed not to destroy Klal Yisrael. And then he went back up for the third set of 40 days on Rosh Chodesh Elul to Yom Kippur. To, and he came down on Yom Kippur to Luchos Shniyos. Hashem, Salachti Kidvarecha. HaKadosh Baruch Hu forgave Klal Yisrael in Gansin, and he gave the Luchos once again, the bond between us and him, Baruch HaTah Hashem, the love of Hashem, which is expressed through us having his Torah, he gave us once again the Luchos, we mentioned previous Shiurim, the Abba's Ahav I want to give, and Ahav means I want to give myself to you, and through writing, Kaviachal Anon Nafshik Savas Yehovah, Hashem wrote his inner will, and put it in the Torah, and he gave us the Torah, through that he's giving himself, Kaviachal to us, and on Yom Kippur, Moshe Rabbeinu came down again with, the second Luchos. I want to mention, for a moment in parentheses, something really fascinating and important to know. When we were living originally in Harnov, when we moved to Eretz Yisrael, Baruch Hashem, 20 years ago, had a neighbor, a very, very fine man. He was Isaac in Chinuch for many years. He, he was a, a, a Rav in the army. He was a Rav Tzvai. 
He's very close to Rebel Yashiv. Very tired Eilor Chayit. And he had wonderful children. I knew his son and one of his uh, son-in-laws. The kids are... I want to tell you something he told me once. He said he was married as a younger man. He was married for a bunch of years. And they didn't have children. They went for tests and doctors, treatments. And at the end they were told, the doctor told him and his wife, you should know it's impossible for you medically to have children. And you should think about adoption. If you want to have the schos, the feeling of raising a child, you should adopt. And he said, as far as he was concerned, he told me, he was an older man already then, he said as far as he was concerned, okay, like he was like, sort of felt, uh, you know, his avoid is to be macabre, of course it's, it's difficult and it's sad, but this is, this is what Hashem is giving him and he's going to work to be macabre. But his wife was distraught. She was broken. She so desperately yearned, like the mahus of any Yiddish imam, she so desperately yearned to bring life to the world, to bring forth her own children, their own children. She yearned for children and she was so broken by this psak the doctor gave. And he told me, he went to the Koisel to daven. For her, for her sake. He said, Koshroku, please. And he went to the Koisel and he was davening, he was crying. And when he finished davening, someone came over to him, Yushalayim Eid, approached him and said, Yungaman, I see you're davening with such a shtapchus hanefesh. Tell me, what's, what's, what's going on? And he felt the care and concern for this Yid. And he told him what he's going through, that the doctors had told him and his wife that they can't have children. And this year told him, he said, I'm going to tell you a skula which is 100% effective. It's Eina Chayzereko. I don't know of any other stories besides this fellow who did it, so I can't tell you for sure. But this is what he told me. This Yushalayim Ayi told him that if you go to the Kaisal for 120 days straight, we're all, I'm sure, familiar with the school of going to the Kaisal for 40 days straight. Yushalayim Ayi told him if you go to the Kaisal for 120 days straight, and specifically the 120 days from the time that Moshe Rabbeinu was up on our Sinai, from Shavuos to Yom Kippur. If you go for those 120 days, Ratzuf, straight, every single day, you go to the Koisel and daven for something, it's Eino Chayzeris Reka. That's feelable. Those are Yemei Ratzah in the time of Moshe Rabbeinu up to get the Torah on Sinai. Those Yemei Ratzah, it's Eino Chayzeris Reka. And he told me that it was so incredibly difficult back in the days, I'm sure it was a hard to But he so badly wanted to do this for his wife, to make her happy. And he did it. For 120 days straight, from Shavuos to Yom Kippur, every single day he went to the Kaisal. He said that days I wasn't feeling well, days it was boiling hot, it didn't make a difference. Every single day he went to the Kaisal to David. Baruch Hashem, they were blessed with three lovely children, a son and two daughters. And Baruch Hashem, those are the parents of those Tfilos. So coming back to our insight into what's this special time of year, El is the beginning of a 40-day process, which ends, culminates in Yom Kippur. And that itself gives us more of an insight into what El is there to give us and to provide for us. And Yom Kippur is the one day a year, the single only day of the year, that the Kohen Gadol was allowed to go into the holiest place on earth, the Kodesh HaKadoshim. The Makoim, that small place which had the highest level of Ashraya Sashchina from anywhere on planet earth. Only the holiest man on the holiest day of the year could go into the holiest place. The Kohen Gadol was nichnas lefnai ulefnim to the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And there, on that day of Yom Kippur, is where he did the Avodah. 
Yom Kippur is the day of Mechila, Slicha Bichapara, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu cleanses us, purifies us, wipes away our Chatoyim, and the effects of our Chatoyim, and allows us to come back to Him. And as we mentioned in other Shiurim, the Kapoires had on top of it the two Kruvim, one Betzuris Zohar and one Betzuris Nekeva, which represented HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Kalal Yisrael. And these two Kruvim were hewn out of one solid piece of gold. They were formed, created, shaped from one single block of gold, specifically, because Yisrael v'yarayisov v'kotrubrichu chadhu. Kalal Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the Torah are one. The Torah, the Kapoires, the Banim, is what's Mekasha Kalal Yisrael and Hashem Yisbarach. And on this special day, Yom Kippur is the day of the ultimate closeness between Kalal Yisrael and Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechaperos because it's the day of this awesome yearning. Kaviachal milamalo. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I want you back. We also mention in Shemayin Esrei, Baruch Ato Hashem, Aroid Sebet What does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want? If I want to give Hashem a present, I have to know if I want to buy someone a present, I need to know what he likes, what would make him happy, what talks to him. Can't buy him a gift, it could be very expensive and something beautiful, but if it's not the type of thing that he wants, then I wasted my money. If I want to give Hashem Yisrael, what does he want? Baruch Ato Hashem Hashem wants us. He wants us back with him. And Yom Kippur is the day of Mechil V'slicha V'chaparikus, day of the ultimate, greatest closeness between Kalal Yisrael and Hashem. And Hashem says, I forgive you, come back. Kaviachal, if we could feel the embrace, the hug from Hashem Yisbarach on Yom Kippur. Where we're lefnayu lefnim, we're inside. The Kohen Gadol didn't go in alone. He went in. He brought all of Klal Yisrael, the neshamas of all of Klal Yisrael, went in together with him. The avodah of the k'toyres, zikus adam, meikud avodah of the k'toyres, v'chisa nana k'toyres as hakapoyres. The 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 sweet smelling spices where Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, "You smell sweet to me. It's beautiful." You take a little baby, you give him a bath, and you use like all these delicious soaps, and after he comes out, you cuddle him up in his towel. It's warm and cozy, he looks so angelic, and he smells yum. Kav Yochel. HaKadosh Baruch has such love for us, for his children, for Klal Yisrael. The Helega, Rav Rebbe, the famous idea that Ne'ila on Yom Kippur, Ne'ila is a time of Ke'ila V'cheder Yichod, for us to be alone, we're locking out. The Pasuk says, B'chol Adam L'hiyah Ba'il Mo'yeh V'vayel L'chafer Ba'kodesh Ha'tzeisoy, and the famous Yushalmi's darshans v'chol adam goes even malachim, even malachim can't be in the in the in, in the even in the oil mayid, even the external room of the base amikdash. No one's allowed to be there. But v'chol adam v'chol is a riboy is mar even the malachim. And what's the pshat? Because neila is like a chayde yichud. It's us and Hashem is baruch. And even the malachim can't be there. It's a time of the extreme closeness and our neshamas. The soul of every yid yearns for this depth, this connection. This unity, this oneness with our beloved HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us this opportunity on Yom Kippur to come back to Him in its full Otsman, its full power. This is the power of Yom Kippur. And Elul, the, the, that's the culmination of the 40 days that begins in Elul. Elul is the month of awakening within ourselves, waking up this Chuka, this Ratzayin. We spoke in the month of Av, of mourning over the Churban and Beis HaMikdosh, what we want, we want... Only you, Hashem Yisbarach, is the time to, to come back. Hashem, I'm so sad. Not because I'm going to get punished, because you're going to do something to me. I'm so sad to be distant from you. I want, I yearn for this kurva, this closeness, to be able to feel Hashem holding our hand. The togetherness, the peaceful, happy togetherness. I'm so sorry the things that I did that drove 
created, drove a wedge, created a distance between me and you all. Mitzad our Hasoga, because Baruch was there for us always. But this is the time of tshuva to come back and tshuva me'ava. Tshuva me'ava, I believe, as tub shatim. One is with tshuva me'ava is because we feel our deep inner love for you, Hashem. I want to be back with you. I'm so sorry for the things I did that you didn't want me to do or the things I didn't do that you would have wanted me to do. We're doing tshuva me'ava. And tshuva me'ava also means a tshuva that comes from recognizing and feeling the awesome love that Hashem Yisbarach has for us. Hashem, you love me so much. I want to be able to bask in your closeness. I want to be together with you. That's the power of the month of Elav. Ani l'doidi v'doidi li. And to mention one more nekuda, we spoke about it a few other times, the Rashi Tebas of each Pasik, of each month. The Tzir of Havaya, of the month of Elo, is K, K, Vav, Yud. The letter He is always the Makabel and the regular Sura format of the Shema Vaya is Yud and then a He, and then there's Vav and then a He. We spoke about Chachma and Bina, Chesed, Gvut, Feres, Nezachot, Yisoyed, and Malchus. The first letter, the Yud, is like Mashpia, and the He is a Makabel. The Bina is Makabel from the Chachma. I know the facts, and then I understand the concept. And the Vav, again, is the Melech giving. The Vav is what connects us together. It's the six Midois, Chesed, Gvut, Feres, Nezachot, Yisoyed. And Malchus, again, the letter He is Makabel. Someone is a melech when a melech b'loyom when he has somebody to be makabel from him. In the month of Elul, the letters, the four letters are arranged as a hey and then another hey, a vav and then a yud. The two hey's are the makablim. It starts with ani l'doidi. I, Hashem, I'm yearning for you. What powers, what drives the energy of the month of Elul? Elul is our chuka, our rotsan to be makabel from Hashem Isbarach. Sometimes a person could feel like, I don't need a shem in my life. I'm beseder, because Rahu, you do your thing, you're up at Jemayim, you take care of everybody else. I, I got this. I'm good. I don't need you. Elul is the antithesis to that feeling. Deep inside, we yearn. We're so helpless. We're so fragile. We're so small, all of us. What can we do already on our own? We're so helpless. Can't cross a street. Every breath, we need a Baruch Hashem, and we realize there's nothing more that I want to be ensconced in your loving arms, Hashem, to be able to recognize and feel how much you're doing for me. But I have nothing without you, and you're doing so much for me, and I feel safe and warm and cuddled in your love, in your arms. That's the, the combination of the two letters, hey, at the beginning of the Tzirah Favaya, where we're yearning, Hashem, we want to be makabal from you. We want to be back close to you. We do need you. We want you in our lives, Hashem. That's the Tzir of Havaya of Elul. It's Anila Doidi. And when we do that, it's Doidi Li. Hashem is there all along. He's really there for us. It's up to us to recognize that we want Him in our life to be able to feel His presence within us. Interestingly enough, and with this I would like to end, it's such a, again, a deep and important point. But interestingly enough, as we mentioned, every Tzir of Havaya of each of the 12 months is alluded to in a Pasuk in the Torah, in Tanakh, the Tzir of Havaya of Elul is the Pasuk in Sefer Dvarim. It's a Pasuk where it's the, that Parsha is discussing where a child where a child is asking his father what is the purpose of all these Torah and Mitzvahs that we have. And the Psukim there tell us 
and speak out. That we tell our child, and as mentioned so many times in Parshas Veschanan and Ekev and Re'eh, so many times, the Torah and Mitzvahs that Hashem gave us, Leman Yitavlach, Letoivlach, it's all that HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants things to be good for you. We're learning Torah and Mitzvahs the best we can, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Ratzayin, is only to Mashpia good to us. Hashem has everything, He doesn't need anything. The one thing that we could give Him that He desires is that he can be mative to us. Like the Ramchal says, that that's the tachlis abriya for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be mative. When a person does an Aveira and HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't be mative to you, so that's goyrim kavyachal pain to Hashem Baruch. I want things, to, like if you imagine a parent and children, I want to be mative to my child. My child misbehaves and I have to not give him the good, we, you know, we're going to go on a trip, but because everybody's making trouble and the siblings are fighting with each other, Hashem says, oh, you know, the parents says, okay, so we're not, we're canceling the trip, we're not going on the trip, and the kids all are home and they're miserable. That's goofa. You, you have to apologize to me for not being able to take you on the trip because I wanted to make you happy. And you're not giving me the opportunity to be native to you. And the Torah and the mitzvahs is Laman Yitavloch. But then at the end, the last Pasuk says, Utstaka Tielanu. It's going to be Tzedakah for us. Kinishma Lasses. When we're going to keep the Torah and the mitzvahs, it's like Tzedakah. And the Mepharshim there, all of them, Ramban, Archaim, they ask, what does it mean, it's tzedakah tiyalanu? It's tzedakah. Ramban says it's tzedakah because it means the schar that you're going to get. It's, 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 it's tzedakah from Hashem because really you have to serve Hashem because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you your life and gave you all your talents and everything you have. So you're obligated to serve Him. The fact that Hashem is going to give us good, that's tzedakah. But the Surah Nakedashim tells us another threat. Unbelievable. Utztaka tiyalanu means kavyachal, that this is the tzedakah that you are giving to Hashem Yisbarach. How do we give Hashem something? The one thing I could give Hashem is that I'm giving them Him the ability to be native to me like He so badly wants to. Kavyachal, it's stuck to the Shechina. Because by you being good, by us keeping Torah and mitzvahs and being able to create a world of Torah for ourselves, imagine a world, we spoke other times, imagine a world where people aren't jealous of each other, people are happy for each other. People are good to each other. People are down each other kafschos. People don't speak Lashonara because they appreciate each other. What a peaceful, beautiful society that would be. And that brings the Shechina, that brings Bracha, that brings people that aren't sick, and that brings material abundance and health and wealth and every type of... That's what makes Hashem happy. When Hashem is watching His children all being good and going and living a life of Kedusha and Tahara and Torah and Mitzvahs and bringing into that world all the good that He wants to give, the abundance, the Shefa, how happy Hashem is for that. It's also true. The same idea it says by Avraham Avinu. Where it says, Baruch says about Avraham Avinu, I love him. Because he's going to teach his children He's going to teach them to go in the ways of Hashem to do Tzadok and Mishpat. So that Hashem will bring to Avram that which he promised to give him. Rashi says that means he's going to give to Hashem all the good that he promised. And like, huh? Why do you say to me, make sure to be a good boy, make sure to do Torah Mitzvahs, why? So you should be able to be, get a lot of money and be wealthy and Hashem is going to give you a lot of good. That's why you should learn Torah Mitzvahs. You should be the person because Hashem is the king of the whole world. He wants you to do, you should do His will happily. The Torah says, because this is what, not for yourself, not that I want Hashem to give me good so I can have good. I want Hashem to give me good because I know that's what makes Him happy. The Tachos Abriya was to be native, to give us good. 
And the MSC is the more we learn to appreciate a person could be happy with a Chevy as much or more than somebody else is happy with, with a Lexus or a Maserati or a Lamborghini. If, if he learns to appreciate and, be, and feel the love of Hashem that's reflected in whatever he has, but we're looking to do Torah and Mitzvahs to bring Hashem's good to the world, that's why Hashem loves Avram. Because Avram understands it's not a battle me against him. Like, if I be a good boy, I don't know what Hashem wants, but if I be a good boy, I'll have good, so I better do Torah and Mitzvah. Avram understands that's the whole thing that Hashem wants. He wants to be native. And that's why we should learn to do mitzvah so we can make Hashem happy. Not because I want the good for me. I want you to be happy, Hashem. That you're making, you're able to give me all this good. It's tzedakah for us when we're going to live a life of kedusha and tahara and Torah and mitzvahs. Ruchniistic, exalted, pneumistic lives, meaningful lives of living a life of neshama, of expressing all the goodness of Hashem in, in our interactions, in our world, in everything we do. And that brings a shefa, bracha, and good into the world. Because we're doing that, Hashem, because I know that that's what you want. You want all this good to be for us. That's giving you tzedakah, Kodesh Baruch Hu, Kaviyachal, tzedakah, Klape And that's the month of Elul. When we recognize that our Kodesh Baruch Hu's greatest rut is not a battle between us and Him, I want to do what I want. Hashem doesn't want it. If I don't listen to him, he's got a punishment. It better be a good boy. You missed the whole boat. You just missed the whole boat. It's like a father who loves his child. And he tells his child to go to sleep on time and eat healthy and behave properly so he shouldn't get himself in trouble because he wants his child to have good. You're not doing it for me. You're doing it for yourself. This is El. We so badly we feel your endless ava for us. We feel your endless love for us. We know that nothing makes you happier more than being mashpiyah taif to us. And that's why we're fighting to be good. We're fighting to be erluch. Because we want you to be able to give us the good that you want to give us. That's the key to be zaycha, to Hashanah Tevil Mesukah. And this is the ultimate, like the culmination of all Yiddish history, to come to recognize this. How much you love us, Hashem. How much you want things to be good for us. How happy you are when we're learning Torah, doing mitzvahs. And living a life of good so that we can have the good. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you would like to help us spread the word, give this video a thumbs up and a five-star review. Also, don't forget to ask your friends to subscribe as well. If you would like to partner with us and sponsor an episode, send an email to info at jfoundations.com. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. We will see you in the next video.